Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the Sports. 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us, as always, is the sports outsider, Phil Ranta. Hey, you guys. What's up? Hey, regular old Phil. It's me, yeah. regular Phil. Oh, uh, well, Unleaded. Not, not so regular at the moment. Missed uh, the first half of the podcast last week, Phil. I did. Yeah. I was buying a dog bed. Oh, I thought it was because you weren't too regular. I thought it was oh. actually literal. You're pretty plugged up. Oh, yeah. I thought you were getting fiber. I'm, that's why you I'm went constipated during most of the podcasts. I can work through the pain. <laughs> that's why so much shit comes out of my mouth. Yeah. Uh, oh. Uh, uh, isn't that how constipation <laughs> works? <laughs> it backs up all the way? Sounds like a joke that you wrote about me and then wound up turning on yourself yeah. for some reason. Well, sometimes you don't get the setup you wish you had. <laughs> yeah. That's good to know. You, you know. As Phil goes into his jokes about Joel notebook and crosses one out, writing <laughs> next to it in the note li- liner notes, wasted. <laughs> <laughs> wasted on yourself. <laughs> you damn fool. Uh, uh, so what do we got on the podcast this week? Well, I'm glad you asked, Joel, because we have Guy Gagne. Woo! Whoa, you love the hockey. I love the hockey. Guy Gagne will be here, and he's, and he's here to talk about the fact that it looks like Las Vegas might be getting yes. an NHL team. And we, we sent Guy Gagne to Las Vegas so that he could report directly on the proceedings there. Wow. Uh, he, he has been uh, bouncing around, talking to the, the, the people planning the stadium, looking at blueprints. Uh, probably a very busy weekend he's had talking to all sorts of hockey officials. We're yeah. shopping a very, very funny off-off-Broadway play called A Canadian in Sin City. I can based imagine. Based on this very concept. Yeah. I, I imagine it'd be a very a very boring one because if I know Guy, he has been neck deep in hockey the whole time. Surprisingly hard to find Molson in Las Vegas. It, it, well, it's, it's hard to find Canadian beer, I feel like, on the West Coast. Yeah. In general. Not a lot of Labatt's Blues. No, nor the Molson. Yeah. It's no good, but... Uh, that's it's and we have a wide world of weird sports. You're goddamn right we do. And we have a news, news, news. Yeah. But first, countdown to Rio, Summer Olympics Death Watch. Countdown to Rio, Summer Olympics Death Watch. Brought to you by Sony PlayStation Coffins. Look, you can uh, play, you can put it in the body, and then you can play that body as an avatar and have them walk through the wastelands or fly through the clouds shooting at ninjas because that body is now part of your PlayStation experience. I'm going to chalk that one up to a simple lack of oversight at the Sony Corporation. No, it's E3. E3 I have trouble believing it. that their PR people saw that idea before they let it go. No, through. no. Look, E3 was last week. Everybody's changing the world through gaming consoles. We can check example. their emails. <laughs> yeah. It shouldn't be too hard to figure out, we you could, guys. No, I'm, I'm saying that I think it was some sort of lone wolf at Sony who's responsible <laughs> for that particular marketing tie-in. Hey, Zach. <laughs> so we have good news, though, because we have... The former deputy sports minister of Brazil, meaning yeah. the current, he was promoted to sports minister because the the old sports minister literally resigned. Yeah, literally resigned. Not a bit actually happened. In disgrace. So he, he's been what promoted. What do you mean by not a bit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm explaining to people. It's both canon and yeah. not a bit. <laughs> uh, hello, this is, uh, is this my microphone? Yeah, that hello, a, Luis That was a, a very clunky uh, introduction. Absolutely. <laughs> that was uh, 
But I understood, and that's the important thing. Yes, yeah. you are sweating so much right oh, now. Oh, it's, it's so hot in Los Angeles. <laughs> it's actually okay. really, oh. it's actually not. It's it pretty is. nice. Yeah, it's, no. your upper lip especially is sweating. You seem like you're a little sick. Oh, no, I'm uh, I'm fine. It's just the, the incredible amount of heat given off by these microphones. A, uh, no, they, I, I feel my lips burning from Jordan being close to really the microphones. Jordan and I aren't really sweating that much. No, my microphone must be broken. You also, uh, okay. I could swear that you had more hair the last time you were here. What? Uh, no, I am a, I am a mature man. Uh, yeah. So, you know, when you... Uh, that's uh, kind of a mean thing mature, to say, that's mean. Well, Okay, a, yeah. coming from... First of all, I'm allowed to. I, I have earned that right by going completely bald by the age of 25. Does, yes, Jordan, you have to realize there is bald privilege. And yeah. <laughs> if you don't... So it's something bald people can say... And white-haired people, or white people <laughs> with hair, can't say. <laughs> okay, I, I understand. It's like it's like ten years worth of hair loss in that receding hairline since the last time we saw you. And no, I am in great spirits. The I Olympics was gonna say, off I without like a hitch. It's... How how the whites of your eyes are almost entirely red. Yeah. And, yes, that and, and the bags around them yeah. seem like so puffy and black. Normally, oh, it's all of these terrible people... allergies. Yeah, I don't think oh, I there's so that. many allergies. I don't think you I'm allergic what we're to. At, Luis. I'm allergic to oak. I am allergic to uh, cockroach dander. It is. It really. I mean, again, I got to look it's, at your uh... eyes. Normally, there's like you can see the individual veins when people's eyes are bloodshot. Even looking very close. It's just solid red. Like I want to. It's c- like I, they were I would call the hospital if I didn't want to finish this interview and ask you some hard hitting oh, questions. Oh, but America doesn't have universal health care. Well, it looks like oh, you're paying out of pocket. So bucko. little health care. <laughs> so homicides in Rio were up the first four months of the year. Mm-hmm. What's that, up with true. that, buddy? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought we- this was a true or false exam <laughs> for a second. Okay, next one. A, okay. Next one. Street robberies. I up. can say already. True. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to finish that sentence. Up 24%. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, I already know generally uh, in my family, there was there's one uh, event of that per quarter. This year, uh, it was 1.25. <laughs> so uh, from this random sampling in my family, it's true. So we were looking at this over this uh these papers that you have you presented us with about what Rio's going to do, and it, it yeah. seems there's going to be 85,000 armed police and soldiers oh, who are going to yes. patrol the city during the games. Oof, that's so dangerous. <laughs> I don't even know why I made that choice. Right, but it's dangerous wait, true, for so wait, the soldiers? Real quick, true uh, or false? Oh, true. Right, yes. okay, correct. <laughs> and then commentary on it. Yeah. These are not well-trained people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, uh, about half of them are stray dogs that we strap guns to their backs. So every time they bark, it shoots with the hypothesis that the dogs <laughs> will bark at crime when they see it happening and shoot the bad guys. But sometimes they're just barking at bacon. <laughs> Occasionally, they will walk by a street vendor who is selling bacon. The dog will get overexcited, start barking. Next thing you know, we've got some splaining to do. That is terrible. It's like, terrible. I feel like I could have told you the dogs. Dogs are not nearly that that specific or uh, or selective in the things that they bark at. Well, try to find. I mean, the other half are people. Sure, most of them are taken from prison colonies. 
No, but, I was going to say, this This leads right into the next point I have for you, yes, Luis. Yes, okay. I'm, I'm sorry I was <laughs> jumping the gun, at, which is actually a tradition in Brazil because there's so many guns strewn about the streets that we have to literally jump over them on our way to walking our kids to Sunday school. It says here that despite the 85,000 armed police and soldiers who we now know is at least 42.5 dogs. Yes, 42.5, <laughs> yes. One of them is a half-dog, half-man. He is, uh, I, I believe 42, in, in English you call them a cerebus, except instead of it being a three-headed dog, it's a dog human. Yeah. <laughs> now, despite all that, it said the, the state government, because of the horrible debt, had to cut the security budget 35%. Yes. $500 million. They had to cut the security budget a half a billion dollars, and fuel and food supplies for the officers have been reduced as a result. True. <laughs> yes. All right. That is all accurate statements. Okay, here's here's an essay portion. <laughs> yep. How are you going to have security when you're cutting the security budget and you're not and you're not and you're not outfitting these men and sounds, and dogs properly? Sounds Look, like he already told us how, how they, they're going to make ends meet. This is how we're going to make ends meet, all right? The if the the if The dogs don't have food, they're going to be barking at everything. <laughs> <laughs> In fairness, that is true. But here's the thing. A dog barks too much around another dog, shoots that dog, you've got another meal. So, and dogs are very good at eating corpses. They're kind of like the uh, the pigs in Hannibal. Okay. If they see a corpse and they're very hungry, they will, they will just eat the corpse. So, there we go. <laughs> there we go. No, this is the other thing, too, is that so, I feel so you're like... saying that your security professionals, you'll make end meet by having your security professionals kill and then eat people on the streets of Rio. No, the dogs will eat the people. No, the, but... The, the guards will eat the dogs. <laughs> and then the dogs will eat those soldiers that die from eating dog meat, and that is this circle of life. It's a world-class city. It is. Uh... Okay, here's the other thing we got to call you out on. Yes. Uh, I don't think we had talked about this before. We had talked about how bad the water is. Oh, it's so bad. But now researchers... It is so full of Zika. Studies <laughs> recently said there's a drug-resistant super bacteria yes. at five of the That's Rio true. beaches. Yeah. It is drug-resistant, which means that... Uh, heroin, LSD, none of those things. Oh, I don't think that's that's affected. not what it means. It means like you can't treat the bacteria. Like what are you doing about this? Oh, we were going to treat it anyways. I mean, who has the money for? That's kind of like saying, oh, I don't have angel wings anymore. Quick question: What are some of <laughs> I the never symptoms? Had the angel what are some of the symptoms of somebody infected with this drug-resistant bacteria? Sweating, rapid baldness, and maybe incredibly. Red bloodshot eyes. True. <laughs> Inability to run things. a sports commission. <laughs> now, come on. That is a little bit. I know you're talking about me. I know that in that, in fairness, that time I knew you were talking about me, and that is a low blow. Look, I was given a very difficult task. I was promoted without real due cause. Right? I, I failed my way upwards, and right. now I'm stuck with this incredible project, and it seems that... My f constant flights to Los Angeles, California <laughs> to do this podcast are really starting to hamper my ability to do a great job. I'm terribly sorry to hear that. It, it should be noted here. It says, it says in your biography that you've won the attendance award every year by virtue of not being kidnapped. Exactly, yes. <laughs> I mean, my whole family's kidnapped. They've and been sometimes kidnapped I have to times. Take, I have to make personal calls saying, no, please, the, <laughs> I, got, I did receive the finger in the mail. Please don't take any more. He was a concert pianist. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's, 
I still haven't. I think that everybody looks at me and they go, oh. Well, I do. I oh. do feel bad for you. And this is the last Even one. Even kidnappers go, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. You, now, the number one, I mean, obviously, you, you want the Olympics to, you want the buildings to be finished. You want it to showcase the city. In, I still in a want this light. to go well. Right. But I think that one of the number one things is you want people to come because you want people to witness the events and see Rio and and spend their money and then you know make some make some coin for the the commerce in uh, Brazil. You True. Know? Yeah. Okay. It seems Look, like none so, of this would have been worth it. So like the, the the downside is it seems only four million of the six million tickets have been sold, and and that's down. They actually originally offered seven point five million, and they just limited the amount they're selling. Of the of the two million unpurchased tickets, eight hundred thousand were for soccer events. Yes, that is very unfortunate. Yes. So, so what are you doing about the ticket situation? Okay, I've got a big idea about the ticket situation. You'll have to bear with me. Do you know in um, Hollywood when they have uh, extras and they fill in the rest of those? Yes, yeah. Well, what we're going to do is invite in a bunch of dogs with guns strapped <laughs> to their backs to sit in the rest of the seats. It'll feel full and vibrant. And you know what? Those four million people that do show up, they're going to have a wonderful time if they survive the barrage of bullets. <laughs> oh, and hopefully we'll make some extra revenue by the kidnappers kidnapping these four million people and making a little ransom on the side. That, so that's good. That is. I don't know. No, Jordan, that's not good. That's bad. I don't know. We kind of spun it in the right way. I feel like <laughs> it is good. Luis, thank you for, uh, again, joining us on the show. I'm sure we'll check in with you again before the Olympics. No, th thank you. And you know what? I am not dying. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, th you good. I'm yes, glad. I agree. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> news, news, news on the Sports 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 Podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Dur. Dumb athlete investments. Uh-oh. I cover investing in my day job, so... Still be able to have a, a critical commentary Yes, I'll, I'll have a professional opinion to offer about some of these investments. And now, Joel, will you have a similarly unprofessional but funny opinion to offer? Is this uh, news just or called is this... Phil my name. I was oh. going to let that slide. Is this <laughs> news or is this BuzzFeed news? Well, okay, cards on the table. Yeah. I found this link. I clicked it at uh, on the bottom of a web page. Sure. The it one that's right next to Donald Trump's daughter that you never see and why millennials are drinking more wine. It was next to he got <laughs> fired over this and news anchors who will make your jaw drop. Ah, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Anyway, so here's a, here's a, here are some selections from Dumb Athlete Investments. Duh. Vince Young. Well, Vince Young. Yeah, Love his music. <laughs> that was actually on the Texans. Yeah. Now, okay, Vince blew through millions. In 2007, when he needed to get from Houston to Nashville, he wanted as much privacy as possible. So he did what every 24-year-old millionaire would do. He bought out all 120 tickets on his Southwest Airlines flight. Wow. For $22,000 for a two-hour flight on Southwest Airlines. Duh. He really didn't want to risk their boarding policy. But... I'm not sure that you can call that a, uh, an investment. Okay, true. You all, yes, yes. What's the what's the potential return on Here's that? Here's where the potential return is, right? You get all the peanuts from all of the seats. You sell them to a country where there's no peanuts. It's like gold. Which country is that, Phil? Uh, non peanutulia. <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to look that up. Sure, it's a real. When, country. when I get a chance, I'm gonna have to confirm whether or not that is true. Well, your phone can't do it. 
uh, just how many peanuts there are in non-peanut chili are. Yep. Latrell Sprewell. Uh, he went on a shopping spree well. No, <laughs> he, no he, he, bought, well. he bought a $1.5 million yacht. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, he was only able to pay for part of that before he started not paying it. Oh, yeah, you don't, you don't want to do that. And then, when he was driving the yacht, he accidentally landed it on the shores of Atwater Beach, Wisconsin. Yeah. Should be noted, he was piloting it in the Cayman Islands. So this was, <laughs> that's a big mess. Terrible navigation. If I know one thing about yachts, it's that people get really particular about where you do or do not come to shore with them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He refused to pay for the yacht to be towed back to water and was later rescued by a local fisherman. The yacht was repossessed, and the same year his home was foreclosed. I Ouch. really want to hear the story of the local fisherman who saved Latrell Spreewell from his stranded yacht. Here's the thing. Local fisherman doesn't know it was Latrell Spreewell. Probably not. But even still, Latrell Spreewell, something of a personality. I, wasn't that what Life of Pi was about? It's exactly <laughs> yeah. what Life of Pi was about. Yeah. So he was Mr. Richard Parker? Yeah. and no, it was just, All just because that guy couldn't deal with not being a vegetarian. Yeah. I don't know. Gilbert Arenas spent over a million dollars just on a swimming pool. Whoa. Ew. Yeah, so Gilbert Arenas. A diamond swimming pool? Like diamond shaped? Wait, why? Or no, full of diamonds. Like lined with diamonds. Oh, oh that old chestnut. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Maybe. Hey, let's, let's read the rest of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, okay, so he, his goal was... To construct the largest residential pool in the U.S. Guinness Book. Right. Well, I, yeah. I, I got to think this is childhood fantasy. I'm going to make my mark on this world <laughs> by building the largest <laughs> private swimming pool. Uh, you want to go practice your jump shot more, Gilbert? Never! You shut up. <laughs> he has a giant mountain-like structure with a fully functional waterfall. I don't know what a half-functional waterfall Better would be. Better not yeah. go chasing those. It's just water falling off of something. It's not that hard. But here's the thing. In the waterfall, you might think, is, oh, it's made out of like you know, plaster of Paris, like the Matterhorn. No, imported stone. That what? is not the rivers and lakes that I'm used to. No. no. <laughs> Five, half a million dollars just for that. Then he's like, this is not good enough. I need an underwater entertainment complex that I attach to the pool that has a bar, TV, and giant fish tanks. Whoa, underwater bar? It was underwater, like, under the pool, but attached to the pool. Oof. So you could, no. like, swim down there? I think you could see it, like, on the glass. Yeah. So that And when... then on the other side of the bar, there was, like, fish tanks and stuff. Those are the ones in, like, whenever they have perverted rich people in movies where they just see, like, girls in bikinis, but just yeah. their bottom half swimming under, and the guys are all drinking in the thing, yeah. staring at them, like, that's what the bottom of a lady looks like. They do that some in Nice Guys. I didn't uh, see it. It's pretty good. Mike Tyson, we all know Mike Tyson. Yeah. yeah you might know from the movie Hangover, dude bought two Bengal tigers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bad investment because tigers die. Tigers, $140,000. Woof. Pretty expensive. But you guys, you guys know how much it is to feed a tiger a month? Uh, $10,000 a two, tiger. Two deer. Yeah, no, it's 2000 but you got to insure it, too. It's yeah. like 8000 Oh, and you got to pay for the guy to take care of the damn tiger. Eee. That's going to be one hundred twenty-five thousand. Woo! Presumably he was breeding these tigers, though, right? No, he was no. beating the tigers. <laughs> he was slight difference. I believe he was training them how to fight. Fair. Uh, John Daly. Oh, everybody's ah, favorite golfer, Carson's dad. One day, <laughs> one uh, took his wings from a golf tournament, one point six five million dollars. Took it to Vegas, lost it all in five hours. 
Wow. Playing slot machines. No. What? No fucking way. What slot machine? Hang on. Oh, it was a really uh, tight one. It was the Sex in the City one. I am trying to think the rate at which you'd have to be pulling the lever even on like a... It's pronounced lever, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have a queen. Fine. <laughs> Things got really tense in here for a second. <laughs> Arian Foster wanted oh. to thank... His Wait, his name is Arian? Yeah. Like Arian... Not spelled Spells that it way. with an I. Okay. Okay. No, it's... No, it's... Yeah. Phew. Arian Foster wanted to thank his offensive linemen for their continued hard work blocking for him. That's super nice, right? Yeah, nice. you gotta do that. Class move. Time to invest in them. He bought them all Christmas gifts. Okay. Oh, of course you're gonna do that. He bought them all new segues. Everyone got a new segue. Wow, like oh. Oprah. Yeah, like Oprah, you right? You get a segue? You get a segue? That's awesome, right? What a crazy cool technology. Right. Yeah. Segway's got a weight limit, you guys. Oh, Uh-oh. no. 260 pounds. Oh. oh, no. There's no NFL lineman less than 260 <laughs> pounds. The average weight of an NFL lineman, average, 312 pounds. Wow. Yeah. If they're less than 260 pounds, they're, not getting Christmas segues. Yeah, I can tell not you that one. for Arian Foster. <laughs> Yikes. So basically, every, everyone's wife got a segue that they won't use. Oh, nah. that's too bad. That one's my favorite so far. Durr, durr. Doink. Dumb athlete investments. Joining us now on the podcast is our sports, sports, sports hockey analyst, Guy Gagné. Guy, are you there? We got you on the phone. Hello? Hello? It's me. It's me, Guy Gagné. Hey, Guy. Allez, allez, allez. Hey, bonjour, Guy. Hey, so you're in Las Vegas. I am. And we sent you there to kind of cover the mood, see what's going on, because it looks like... Uh, absolutely. Uh, quick question. I hate to cut you off, John. Oh, sure thing. Yes, yeah. but uh, if we could uh, maybe uh, the petty cash never came through. Oh, I'm sure that's no problem. You know, just whatever. Just put it on your card or, you know, whatever. We'll reimburse uh, you. It's, it's you a well-known could, uh... fact that at the Sports 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 podcast, we hate it when people call in. <laughs> And ask for their money. We find it gauche. Yeah, it's a little... This, yeah. is, this is a sensitive If you could spot. just wire it to me... Uh... Petty cash. Wire you... No, that, no, we're not wiring you petty cash. This was clearly an internal error, but just spend the petty cash and we'll reimburse right. you for a reasonable amount, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Okay. Anyway, please. Yeah, you got three hots in a cot. We're not prison, you know. No, so they're saying 2017, 2018, the soonest the NFL, NHL would move to Vegas. What's going on here? They got a team, not Quebec City. What's going on, Guy? Oh, well, let me tell you, this is a big mistake by the NHL. And actually, I have a very highly placed NHL executive who's ready to, to spill the beans to me, Guy Gagné, about all of this decision making. Whoa. The thing is, I need a bribe. Wait, 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 bribe? I need to pay this man, this highly placed NHL executive, a bribe. Well, I think, he, I think <laughs> this person is pulling your arm, Guy, because yeah. we have an article about this. They're going to play at the oh, but he arena. will give me the straight inside dope. Guy, why don't you do this? Why don't you pay for it and then uh, submit your expenses? Uh, I don't know if the we way could reimburse that, a bribe, but I mean, we could try to. We could try. I mean, we'll our tax account, account is shady. Listen, yeah. again, if you could just wire me the cash, that would probably be the best way to go. I'm Key. going to need... Uh, hang we on. already gave you a solution. <laughs> well, no, Spend uh, money. But the we'll thing pay is, you back. is, this opportunity is coming and going so quickly, and I am Look, maybe geek, not geek, so geek, geek, right Sports, now. sports, sports podcast literally makes $12 million a year. We have the money to grease the wheels <laughs> here and there. Just spend the money. We'll pay you back. What's going on, man? Oh, well, the thing is, hang on just one second. Hey, what is the uh, table minimum? We can't hear you. You're not talking directly what into your phone. What is the table minimum, sir? Okay. 
Uh, th- I'm going to need at least uh, fifty fifty dollars. Did you say what's the table? What you, you said, I heard. I heard. I heard. It, it sounds so- like you're in a casino. Or you're talking what? to. A, it sounds like you're talking to a very small man because you said what's does not have time to go to a casino or shows like the Thunder Down Under or. <laughs> they say they got uh, deposits for fourteen thousand season tickets for the T-Mobile Arena. Do you think the Las Vegas fans show up for this team? Oh, uh, let me tell you, I can give you a very specific insight to track on that because I myself have signed up for. These season tickets, just so that I could get these season ticket materials. Oh, that's oh, wonderful! Wow. Oh, great you scoop. get the T-shirt. That's a great. Scoop I am for just us. going to need the the uh, fourteen thousand dollars. What is going on? No, just spend the. Well, we can read this. Is this like end of the you guys year? Guys are being expenses. very obstinate about forwarding. Gee, what is going on? Who do you owe money something, to? Something smells fishy, and it's not your Canadian breath. <laughs> What the fuck is that supposed to mean? Sacre yeah, bleu! You like your fish. That is a slur, sir! My Canadianness is insulted. All right. The only way that you could possibly make this up to me is by wiring me. I don't know, maybe fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars dollars Oh, jeez. So I'm putting pieces together here, Jordan. Yeah, what, <laughs> let what, me know what, if what you, you follow got? me. Okay. I think he went to Vegas. Okay, he Gagne went to Vegas. We, we, of course I went to Vegas. Yep, I think that's that part is true. I don't think he needs the money for these things. I think that he's got gambling debts. Oh, zoot, zoot. Oh, no. Zoot. Oh, no. Is that right? Gee? Now you're like the person at the corner of Venice and Robertson. What can yeah. I say? You could bet on junior hockey in Vegas. I did not know these. Oh, you were betting on junior hockey, but those odds are way weighted against everyone. Oh, and have you guys heard of a game called um, Caribbean Stud? Oh, yeah. You never played. That's, that's a worst And I always set. make the joke like, hey, I'm a Caribbean Stud, too. And then I do a little dance oh every third guy who came up to the table yeah. made that same joke it's a very and funny joke it. but seriously guys there's an a man who's going to break up both of my legs all right well you know we got we gotta go yeah huh you're yeah, going what? to leave Gigagne here no, alone? This isn't about you. This is the segment's Suck over. The yeah the segment's the lack of loyalty tell you what uh pay that guy uh submit uh, a receipt no. yeah Vito Vito please no no! Oh, goodness gracious! Oh! What oh, a stereotypical oh. name for a loan shark. Oh, they're using a baseball bat to add injury to insult. Today's podcast is brought to you by Sue.co. That's T-S-U dot co. It's the only social media site that pays you to post. So make sure to sign up through Sue.co slash sports the number three podcast where you will get paid to post, and when you post, we get a little something too. So go to tsu.co slash sports number three podcast to support this podcast. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Wide world of weird sports. What do we got this week? This week's wide world of sports part two of Gordon Howe. I have never once in my life heard him called Gordon. That's his name, Gordon Gordy Howe. Yeah. All right. Well, we're, we're, when we last left our hero, Gordy Howe, previously was- on Wide World Weird Sports, hey, I'm Gordy Howe. I'm just a little kid. Oh, I'm growing too tall. It's really strange. I we live think, in Canada. We think you have a calcium deficiency. I'm going to do chin ups, but I'm good at hockey. You should sign with the New York Rangers. No! In 1944. Howe was noticed by the Detroit Red Wings scout, Woo! Fred Pinckney, uh, and was invited to their camp. 
in Windsor, Ontario. Some people said that this was one of the top five biggest fines in Pink- in Pinkney's career. I believe I, it. I, yeah, <laughs> I imagine so. I top five definitely. Yeah. Yeah. He was signed by the Red Wings to a C form and assigned to their junior team, the Galt Red Wings. The what? The Galt Red Wings. Galt. Galt. G A L T. Galt Red Wings. Yeah. And Galt. Yeah. Oh, you know. You haven't the been Galt to Galt, Galt Jordan? Not. How, that I know of. Yeah. <laughs> However, due to a maximum number of Western players allowed in the league and the Red Wings' preference to develop older players, Howe's playing time with the team were initially limited. Mm. The worst. And then in 1945, he was promoted to the Omaha Knights of the Minor Professional United States Hockey League, where he scored 48 points in 51 games as a 17-year-old. Mm. Pretty good. That's and very good, yeah. Astonishingly good. Yeah. For a 17-year-old especially. Sure. Uh, easier league, but still. While playing in Omaha, Fred Selkie of the Toronto Maple Leafs organization noticed that Howe was not properly listed as Red Wings property. Back then, athletes were property. They, right. They were. Yep. Having a good relationship with Detroit coach Jack Adams, he notified Adams of the clerical error, and Howe was quickly put on the team's protected list. Mm-hmm. Could have gone another way. Yeah. He could have been the great Canadian Gordie Howe instead of the fine American Gordie Howe. Glad we yeah. included that paragraph. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, like a TV show where they're like, the president's going to get shot. No, we caught the assassin. All right. Yeah. We have, Back we have- to passing this bill, I guess. <laughs> right, 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 right. Detroit Red Wings! How made it to the NHL debut on October 16th, 1946. Never forget playing right wing for the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah. It gives you wings. Uh, scoring in his first game at the age of 18. Woo! When 40, I was 18, man. I didn't score a single <laughs> National I, League well, hockey. we know that, yeah. though. No, no goals yeah. at age 18. Yeah. He wore number 17 as a rookie uh, to commemorate that he was 17 years old the previous year. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> However, when Roy Knatcher moved on to the Chicago Blackhawks after the 1946-1947 season, Howe was offered Conchiner's number nine that he would wear for the rest of his career, although he had not requested the change. Which is a strange like side this, note. I feel like this was written by a Canadian. Yeah. Although it should be noted, he didn't even ask for it. Yeah. yeah. They just gave it to him and he said, all right, thank you then. History was made. You know why Wayne Gretzky wore 99? Why? Because he was twice he was, as good? It was two Gordy Howes. Woo. And he won a nine and nine. Yeah. Uh, Howe accepted it when he was informed that nine would entitle him to a lower Pullman berth on road trips. What? I don't know. The Pullman cars. A lower Train Pullman cars. berth. Oh, so trips. a better like room. Basically, yes. his number now meant he got a better room. I guess. Or like, I think it sounds like the bottom bunk. That sounds, oh. back in the days when teams assigned the best rooms by lowest number. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess they were property, according to this article back then. So they probably put him in the nine drawer, and the nine drawer was better <laughs> than the 17 drawer. So... Uh, He quickly established himself as a great goal scorer and a gifted playmaker uh, with a willingness to fight. Howe was fought so often in his rookie season that Coach Jack Adams told you, I knew you can fight. Now, can you show me you can play hockey? Old-time hockey. Yeah, like Eddie Shore. (laughs) Yeah. The term Gertie Howe hat trick 
consisting of a goal, an assist, and a fight, was coined in reference to his penchant for fighting. However, Howe himself only recorded two such hat tricks in his career. Oh, I thought he had none, actually. I'd read that, so oh, I'll, well, I'll, I'll believe you. One may, was may... October 10th, 1953. The other was March 21st, 1954. I was kind of hoping they were going to be in the World Hockey Association. Yeah. It's a very, <laughs> yeah. like, surly old man, Gordy. Yeah. yeah, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to give you a knocking right on your little head. <laughs> the old guy is not going to... Ah, ow! <laughs> Using his great physical strength, he was able to dominate the opposition in a career that spans six decades, including one game with the Detroit Vipers of the IHL in 1997. Oh, yeah, I remember that very, yeah. very clearly. The Detroit Vipers. Uh, in a feat unsurpassed by any hockey player, he finished in uh, the top five in scoring for 20 straight seasons. Which is astonishing. I don't think anyone can beat that. I think that's the record forever. You said the top 20 in scoring? Yeah. It should be No, the noted. top five in scoring okay, for yeah. 20 seasons. Top 20 in scoring for five years, much less impressive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, Howe also scored 20 or more goals... In 22 consecutive seasons between 1949 and 1971. Right? I haven't scored 20 goals in the NHL even once. I I never. I have have never. I did once. Yeah. Just once. Yeah. But imagine doing it 22 times. Yep. Uh, How led Detroit to four Sir Stanley Cups championships (laughs) and was the Lord Stanley Stanley Cup uh, championships and to first place in regular season play for seven consecutive years, 1948 to 1949, and then again, 1954-1955. A feat never equaled in NHL history. Never equal. So many records. During this a little time, bit easier when there was only six teams. Yeah. Should be noted. I should probably skip ahead a little bit because there's a whole lot to go after, and we need to get to, to legacy, right? Right. Uh, how's name and nickname, Mr. Hockey... As well as his late wife's nickname as Mrs. Hockey. Wonder how are, they came up with that one. I don't know. They're registered trademarks. Okay. So you got to yeah. pay out the estate if you're ever going to use the term Mr. Hockey again. Oh, we've done it like five, six times already. Yeah. Uh, I, I tried to sell a Mr. Hockey, Mr. Coffee. Oh, yeah. That's tough. <laughs> it's a very Both special edition. Yeah. Both trademark. Uh, the other nicknames included Power. Just the word Power. Yep. Mr. Everything. Yeah, because he was a well-rounded player. Mr. All-Star. Because he and made the All-Star clever. team a whole yeah. <laughs> The Most. Uh, the Great Gordy. I like that one. The Great One. I made that one. You're a jerk. Uh, the King of Hockey. Yep. The Legend. Yeah. The Man. <laughs> uh, number Nine. And this is my favorite. Mr. Elbows. <laughs> uh, there, there's, there's one left off of that. Yeah. He was also known as Blinky by his teammates. And this is after in his first Stanley Cup ever that he played in, he got checked from behind and went face first into the boards, uh, fractured his skull, went into a coma. And when he came back, he continued. Uh, they didn't wear helmets back then. He had like an, an eye thing that never completely recovered. So he would sort of blink involuntarily. Huh. And his teammates then, because hockey in the 50s was insane, referred to him as Blinky. Um, I don't know if they did it to his face. One more uh, quick thing, because we have to talk about the IHL, right? Right. 
Another milestone was reached in 1997 when Howe played professional hockey in a sixth decade. He was signed to a one-game contract by the Detroit Vipers, uh, the IHL, and at 69 years old, made a return to the ice for one shift. In doing so, he became the only hockey player in history to compete in six different decades at a professional level. Yeah. So hey, let's all. And he only one. got in three fights during that game. <laughs> yeah. So that was during good. that one shift. Yeah. yeah. Was one exactly. Let's raise one to Gordy Howe, Mister Hockey, to the great one. Yeah. The go- Cheers, oh, Jesus, Phil. And that brings an end to another wide world of Weird Sports. Citizens of Podcast Town. This brings the close in the sports, sports, sports podcast. Before we go. Regular old Phil, give us a regular old contact info. Time for some regular. Uh, you can find us at, uh, how about Facebook? Facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. That's Facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. Not only do we post our episodes, so like to make sure you get those, but also you get all this hilarious commentary about the world of sports, so check it out. You can find us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. That's twitter.com slash sports number three podcast, where we will be tweeting words, less than 140 characters of them, which is, it's funny because on the show, we do exactly 140 characters because we don't want to exceed the tweeter. Though. And we do it in iambic pentameter. It's true. Oh, if you come to we're at 136, so better make this last one count. Yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of which, I want to introduce my character, Mr. Bongos, real quick. You ready? Yeah. I'm Mr. Bongos. Da, 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 da. I'm Mr. Bongos. Da, 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 da. So just, now we got one. That's just uh, a warmed over, over Caribbean yeah, stud. Over. That yeah. is. Just a warmed over Caribbean <laughs> stud. I caught you. Well, we only got a couple characters left now. I needed to get Mr. Bongos out to the world. Do you got any characters that you can do that is a character of like a Bill Hader character? Sure. Okay. Uh, hey, I'm a Bill, I'm a Bill Hader character. There you go. All right. There you go. Perfect. Right. Uh, my my name is Gruffs Gruffs Tum Gruffs Tum Tum, and this is a Bill Hader character. This is an extremely irregular set of <laughs> plugs from. Regular or you can find film. all of our back episodes at SoundCloud.com/slash Sports Number Three Podcast. We get it. You love iTunes. We love iTunes too. But make sure to check us out at Sports uh, the Number Three at SoundCloud.com/slash Sports Number Three Podcast. Uh, that's it. That's our plugs. Hey guys. Hey Joel. Wanted to do a quick tribute to Gordy. Okay. Sure. Sports, 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 have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.